Welcome to Junior Elves and Now What? Interlude Episode 37.5, Ultimate Episode 99. There's a TV show that's going on right now. I believe it is into its second season or should be soon. It's called The Chosen. And it is uh, somebody who has taken historical and biblical accounts of Christ's life and has put them to screen. Uh, there's some fantastic actors in it. Um, the music is pretty amazing as well, and uh, the script is really cool. I mean, obviously, they've had to take some liberties because we don't know every moment of his life while he was here, but uh, it's been pretty amazing to watch the different perspectives on his life and the way he interacts with others. Um, thus far, there have been two episodes that have really stuck out to me. Uh, one of them is where he interacts with some children uh, for pretty much the entire episode, and it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to see that because it really feels true to life for him. Uh, the other episode is related to how he gets introduced to uh, Peter and the, um, the interactions between them, the lessons that were taught. Uh, there are lots of different tiers to that particular episode that I thought were pretty spectacular. So I would encourage you to, to take a moment and try to find it. Um, and uh, I think VidAngel is one of the sponsors of it, so you can find it there. And I'm sure there's other places you can find it too, but it's really good. Another thing I wanted to talk about is a movie that's been out for quite some time now called The Book of Life. Um, a lot of people parallel it to um, the, uh, the Day of the Dead movie that came out by Pixar not that long ago. Um, um, and this movie does have some similarities because it is related to the Day of the Dead, but it is, um, I don't know, a different take on it. And uh, I'm really, really fascinated with not only the music in it, but some of the themes that were in that movie. It's really good. I would encourage you to watch it. Uh, with this COVID pandemic thing we're, we're into, uh, recently my wife and I had an opportunity to go and attend a wedding reception. And it was very, very uniquely different because it was literally a drive-by reception. Um, it was in the parking lot of a church and you just drove by and rolled down your window and waved. Uh, you know, you sent gifts through Amazon or something along those lines. And uh, it was really interesting and unique. Um, and so that was, that was something that was, uh, it was definitely odd with the pandemic that's going on. Um, I would hope it saved them money because of the, the situation. Um, but anyways, uh, it was interesting. And then just a random thing, uh, I was doing some research on, uh, President Nixon and his, um, being, uh, you know, kicked out of office and, and kind of what happened to him and his, uh, ultimate successor, who was his vice president. And it was kind of interesting because, you know, President Nixon had obviously been found out to do some wrong things, which is why uh, he was kicked out of office. But one of the things I didn't know about him is that his first vice president also had a similar situation, something about taking kickbacks when he was in his uh, one of his earlier political offices before he was vice president. And so um, President Nixon had to uh, after he basically stepped down, this uh, vice president had to pick a new vice president before he himself was caught in trouble. Um, apparently that second vice president, I, I want to say it was President Johnson, but I'm not entirely sure. I didn't write down that note. Um, was a pretty good guy. So anyways, it was just kind of an interesting, random, odd fact. 
uh, a thought, uh, and I, I, this is one of those things where I'm going to have to spend some real time really digesting this and talking about it. But um, one of the things that we've often uh, tried to address in this mortality, and I've brought it up on this podcast before, is the concept of proof. Um, is it possible to prove anything as right or wrong? And uh, I, I drew a new parallel to the concept of the inability to prove something recently. And that concept is the idea of opposite in all things. Uh, we're taught in the scriptures that there should be opposition in all things. And that kind of gives us not only options to pick from, so we're not forced to choose, which is part of Christ's plan in the first place, but it also allows for basically the necessity for faith. And so if we're looking for proof, any argument that can be made for one end can always be made for the other end based off of that principle, which is why faith becomes so important. Now, from an eternal perspective, uh, faith is definitely going to be something we're going to have to truly understand, I'm sure, at a different level. But in this mortality, uh, it's quite paramount. Um, because I don't firmly believe that anything can be proven, which I've made that comment before, but this is for, uh, I guess, a different angle, and that's the opposition in all things concept. The scripture that I wanted to read for this one is Mosiah chapter 3, verse 19. So this is in the Book of Mormon, and this is King Benjamin talking, and he was one of the, the last, he was the second to the last uh, kings in the Book of Mormon, great man, and also a prophet. And here's what it says. For the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and becometh as a child submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child doth submit to his father. Uh, there's a couple of things in this that are, are going to be critical to some of the upcoming podcasts. Um, the two biggest ones are the concept of the natural man or putting off the natural man. And then the second one is willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth, flick, seeth fit to inflict upon them. Um, it, it's it's going to be important to keep those things in mind uh, and what they actually mean. Um, so on to the, the top three section, uh, which right now I've been focusing on as my jobs. Um, when I was in the summer between years in high school, I believe it was, I'm losing track as I get older on exactly how old I was for each of these jobs. Um, I worked at a Mexican restaurant as a dishwasher. Uh, it was one of those restaurants I remember going to multiple times as a kid and really liking um, one of the places that, I don't know, I just... I was a very picky eater growing up, and I guess I still technically am, but uh, this particular restaurant had lots of food that I really liked, so at least that was a win. Um, so I opted to become a dishwasher in there. Now, there was another motive just beyond the food, um, and that was that it was a place that was closed on Sundays. So that was a big perk for me because, you know, it's interesting that one of the Ten Commandments is, is keep the Sabbath day holy. And I don't know that people either consciously think about that or understand it. I'm sure I don't fully understand that, but working on Sunday is definitely not one of the things that, that are advocated towards doing. Um, and so it was always nice when I could have a job where I could have Sunday off. And so this particular restaurant was interesting um, 
very, very fast paced as a dishwasher. If you want a job that teaches you to move and move quickly um, and try to get into a really good rhythm and get lost into the work, a dishwasher is the way to go. Um, there's never a stop in the flow of dishes. You're always moving through the system. You're always dealing with scalding hot water at all times. Um, you've got uh, you know little dishwashing machines. You do a bunch of stuff by hand. And it's kind of gross, I'll be honest with you. But it was a really good opportunity to learn how to work fast. Um, there was the occasional moment where things were slow, and those were kind of entertaining. The the cooks that worked there were uh, interesting. They were definitely always willing and wanting to try to find a reason to do something stupid. And one day, um, the restaurant replaced its microwave, and uh, so they had uh, this dead microwave. And so they decided it would be fun to strap it to the back of the car and drag it around the parking lot. So this is behind the restaurant where no other cars really parked. And so they strapped this microwave onto a rope, tied it to the back of a car, drove, and then when they hit the brakes, they were stupid enough not to realize that the microwave wouldn't just simply stop. So it propelled itself towards the car, so they had to keep doing the start-stop-turn motion to try to not actually have the microwave hit the back of the car. Um, eventually, they coordinated enough that I think if it did hit the car, it was minor enough they didn't really care. But anyways, it was just a weird thing that, uh, that they did. Um, one of the uh, uh, one of the things that I remember most vividly about that time, though, is I, I drove this uh, truck that I've mentioned before in this podcast, an old '77 Silverado. And um, when I would drive home, uh, I would drive down this road that uh, was kind of a bridge over a gully or a ravine that came out of the mountains. And there was an interesting dichotomy there where. Uh, you know, you're in a suburb where it's not necessarily fresh air, but um, for some reason that ravine would carry the breeze from the mountains down with it. And so sometimes you'd catch a really amazing fresh scent. And so regardless of the weather, I would uh, drive that route home with my windows down and just so that I could experience that fresh air. It was always a good wake up moment for me. Um, I also remember listening to the City of Angels soundtrack quite a bit, uh, two songs specifically. Um, and uh, well, one of them is by the Goo Goo Dolls, I think, and the other one by Alanis Morissette. I, I don't remember much about them other than just listen to those two songs a lot. Um, anyways, so that was that, was that job. Um, thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful and spectacular uh, day and rest of your week. And remember that most people work hard enough not to get fired and get paid just enough money to not to quit by George Carlin. Thanks again.